0: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: A lot of twists and turns along the way. So, John, let's do this four-stock-up and four-stock-down style. Let's start with the good. We'll start with the stock-up, and I always let you go first. The honors are yours. What is your first stock-up?
2: Well, it's the obvious one. It's going to be hard finding others unless we do all special teams, but that would be rookie safety Jalen Petrie. I saw him do today what he did at Baylor the last two years. He intercepted two passes. He had a sack, and the last one gave the Texans a ball, I think, at their 39, Mm -hmm. and they end up at their forty-eight. Not many quarterbacks can complete a pass for minus six yards in that situation, which Mills did to Farrell Brown. That series was just embarrassing. And somehow Derek Stanley ended up getting credit for a sack that originally been credited to Blake Cashman because uh, they forced fields out of bounds. Stingley, thats I don't think I heard his name called, but Petrie, man, he made some big plays.
1: Yeah, I don't blame Stingley for not hearing his name called. I mean, Stingley's more of a guy you're going to hear his name called if if they're throwing to the wide receivers. You know, if they're, throw, if they're throwing it on the boundary and the perimeters, you know, they, 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 they threw the ball 17 times. Like, I don't – it didn't bother me we didn't hear Stingley's name. Petrie, this game was kind of set up for Petrie, John. Fields – Uh, His numbers throwing to the middle of the field, his turnover since he got into the league, uh, the vast majority of his interceptions had been exactly what we saw Petrie do today. That was brought up. I think Brooks Cabina brought that up with Seth and I on the pregame show today on Texans countdown. And at that point said, I think he Brooks even predicted Petrie's going to get his first interception. He wound up with two because that's field's tendency is when he's in the pocket, he sails balls over the middle. And that's, that's plays right into Jalen Petrie, who, as you know, from watching him at Baylor, was one of the most opportunistic college players that we saw in the sport over the last few years. That's an easy one. Peartree has a stock up for sure. I'm going to go as a stock up, Jerry Hughes. Jerry Hughes had another good game getting after the quarterback, had a couple of sacks, a couple of TFLs. Um, He has been far and away the Texans best pass rusher this season so far. Um, And I thought they did a decent job of pressuring Justin Fields, other than that 29 yard run that he had early in the game. That was the only way Justin Fields was going to beat you today is if you let him break out of the pocket and go get yards with his legs. He did it on the first drive of the game that led to a field goal for the Bears. Um, They did a pretty good job of bottling him up after that, and I thought Jerry uh, Jerry Hughes was a big part of that. So stock up on Jerry Hughes. That's been a good signing by Nick Casario so far this year.
2: He's been a terrific signing. It's amazing at his age, 34, how quick he is, but he is. And uh, they, they rotate those three defensive ends, Hughes, Grenard, and Rasheem Green, and Hughes and Grenard, they'll play either side. And Hughes is very smart, too. He knows how to keep his eye on the ball. He's been a tremendous addition.
1: All right, you got another stock up, John? I know they're hard to find on a game like this. I do.
2: Damian Bears. he got 20 carries, 15 last week, 11 the week before. I thought he should touch the bottle. He's 25 times a game. I thought he should have been in on the last drive because he's a threat. He also caught two passes. As you mentioned, average 10.5 yards of catch compared to Burke. Burkhead's 5.2, so I thought, Pierce, he had he used that spin move three times. He had losses a couple times, but thought that uh, he did a good job with his most extensive action of the season. Now he needs to get the ball more.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, he, he had that nice 25-yard run, uh, got in got his, into the end zone for the first time. He wound up touching the ball 22 times, 20 carries in the run game, and then the two catches that he had um, out of the uh, – out of the backfield. Yeah. I, um, that's two games now, John, when you think about it, that on third and one situations late in games, first against Indian overtime. And then this one third and one that I don't know what it would have led to. They were still on their own side of the 50 yard line. Who knows if Davis is able to string together another couple first downs, probably not, but let's pretend that that possibility still exists. That's twice now on third and one in late game situations that they've either handed the ball to or targeted Rex Burkhead on third and one. Uh, And it's ended in catastrophe both times and against Indy, the, the negative two yard run that led to Lovey deciding to punt. And now today, obviously the, uh, the interception, it's, just, it's super disheartening, really disheartening. Maybe
2: there's method to their madness that they have the quarterback they want in the draft. So how do you get him? You do things that are really stupid that backfire and make you a terrible team.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. So my last stock up, and you're right, they're not easy to find on a game like this. Um, But uh, let's give a little credit to Jordan Akins, John. Welcome him back to the fold. Jordan Akins, the uh, Texans third-round pick back in 2018, who left in free agency after this year, signed with the Giants. I'm guessing got cut by the Giants. I haven't followed that saga. But he was there for the Texans to sign on to the practice squad. Um, He talked this week about – about getting a chance, you know, maybe a little redemption, coming back home and maybe making a few plays with Brevin Jordan out with the ankle injury. Jordan Akins was able to get on the field and get in and uh, made a few catches today, including a touchdown catch. Uh, So I'm going to give a little stock up to Jordan Akins. I don't know once Brevin Jordan comes back, if Akins is going to be able to find his way back into the mix. I think this was just a one-day practice squad call-up situation, but I was happy for him.
2: OJ Howard's become the invisible man since that first game. The best player today wasn't any of the guys we mentioned. The best player was punter Cam Johnston. Yes. He had, he had 48.4 gross, a 48.2 net, which is phenomenal. He had five, he had uh five punts in that were uh uh caught inside the 20. And he didn't have any returned. He was phenomenal. And Kami Fairbairn had five touchbacks and he kicked two. And he's got that streak going down. 63 in a row inside the 40. So yep. Frank Ross's special teams, they've they were they've been really good since the start of the season. Desmond King the second at 31 yard punt return to set up a touchdown. Unfortunately, they are by far the best unit and if the other two units played like special teams they'd be unbeaten
1: well and your guy Graylin arnold got in and got a tackle on uh on a punt return. yeah yep yep so no special teams has been good you know it's funny we'll get to the stock downs here in just a second clint and i uh we talking during the game we watched the game together up here in the studio um and it was after one of cam john it was after that cam johnston punt john that he he you know he did that kind of backspin thing on, you know, that sort of pitching wedge yeah. thing where the ball bounced yeah. back and they, they down it at the five or the 10 or whatever it was. And Clint said, chief, he said, chief, if they, if they just disbanded the Texans and let the rest of the league just draft off of the Texans roster right now, you know, you could just let, he goes, how many players get picked before you think Cam Johnston gets picked? And we figured like, you know what, maybe this year there'd be more because you got rookies, you know, you got Stingley and Petrie and guys like that would get picked Kenyon green, just on spec. But last year's team where all the rookies were guys that were taken day two and day three of the draft, other than maybe Tunsil and Brandon Cooks, Cam Johnston might have been the next guy taken off of this team in that fictitious scenario.
2: So raising it, uh, of all those free agents, Nick, Casario signed last year, Johnston was the only one to get a contract of more than two years.
1: Yep, good point. All right, so those are our four stock up. John, there's plenty to choose from. The buffet floweth over for stock down what is your first stock down from today's loss to the bears
2: the front seven that was awful against the run the bears had the most yards rushing since 1984 when mike Ditka was head coach and he was on the sideline it was i was actually there for the all-time record for run yards allowed i'll never forget the world series was going on in 2005 astros were playing the white Sox. texans played a prime time game in seattle and i was the only one there for the chronicle so i had to just bang out two three stories and their run defense they gave up 320 <laughs> yards which helped the game be over quicker yeah And uh, but I thought this one, the way they were going at halftime, they were a threat to shatter that record and they blew it. Yeah, I would say the front seven, which was pathetic against the run.
0: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left, look to your right. It's official. every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: Yeah, yeah, John, I'll, you, you want you want a number? I've, I've been spending the whole afternoon crunching numbers on this stuff. As you know, the Bears, 41 carries 280 yards. Those are the numbers. 41 carries 280 yards, so 7 yards a carry. Um, they had a 53-yard run by Khalil Herbert. They had the 29-yard scramble by Justin Fields early in the game. And then on the second series, they had the end around to Equinemius St. Brown for 42 or 43 yards, whatever it was.
2: His was 52.
1: 52. Well, 5, Herberts, Herbert's was 52. Uh, uh, St. Brown's was I've – got, I've got the box score right here. St. Brown's carry was –
2: 41,
1: 40, you're right. 40, yeah, I knew it was 40-something. So if you take out those three plays – let's pretend for a second you take out those three plays because those are long plays you know they're not typical you take those out and on the remaining 37 carries the texans still gave up 4.3 yards per carry
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's not a surprise they're terrible
1: no no so yeah that front seven that's a that's a good one, and John, I don't know how that gets fixed. Like I don't, I mean, they're just it. The teams are going to run. John, the, the Bears ran all over them, and they had a quarterback that went eight for seventeen with two interceptions today. Like Justin Fields, take away Justin Fields' plays that he made with his legs, John. You've watched every game I've watched as a Texans media member. The worst games I can remember opposing quarterbacks playing, they were both at NRG Stadium. Rusty Smith in twenty twenty. Against a horrific, no, sorry, 2010, 2010, against that awful Texans defense, Kareem Jackson's rookie year, Titans. That was the Andre Johnson, Cortland Finnegan game. The final score that game was 20 to nothing. Rusty Smith threw three interceptions to Glover Quinn in that game. That was one of the worst games I've ever seen. And then Kevin Hogan, for the Browns, I want to say in 2017, Deshaun Watson's rookie year, he sailed a pick six to J. Joe. Kevin Hogan was awful. Those are the two worst quarterback opposing quarterback games that I can remember. This one, as far as just the passing part of it, was as bad as either of those. Justin Fields is a horrible, horrible passer of the football. And, Johnny's the 11th pick in the draft. This is what scares me about the – This is what scares me about the the area the Texans are veering quickly into here with Davis Mills not being the guy, is that watching Justin Fields today is just a reminder of how inexact this whole thing is. He was the 11th pick in the draft. The Bears traded up to get him. Nobody batted an eye on draft night. They all thought, oh, the Bears got their next guy. What an aggressive move. This is great. John, he sucks. He's terrible, and he was the 11th pick in the draft. That's a scary thing to watch, and the fact that the Texans gave up 280 yards rushing to a team that had that At quarterback is inexcusable.
2: I wonder how much is the coaching They They hired a coordinator from Green Bay who would not been a coordinator, play caller, and uh, just like, uh, you know, Denver hiring a guy to come help Nathaniel Hackett. But I think – because I watched Phil's play at Ohio State, and I never thought, wow, this guy can't throw the ball.
1: Yeah. Um, All right, John, my next one is – or my first stock down, I'm going to go Davis Mills. If it's not the running game – which you just took run defense, then it's um, it's Davis Mills uh, and Davis Mills was awful in the fourth quarter again today. He was seven of nine, but it was only for, I want to say 49 yards and 30 of that was a pass to Pharaoh Brown. Everything else was a little check down dink and dunks. He's targeting Rex Burkhead. Brandon cooks was targeted seven times. Rex Burkhead was second with five targets. Like I, I don't know what's going on with this offense right now, so Davis Mills, fourth quarter, he had the two turnovers. He had the interception after the first Petrie that he threw after the first Petrie interception. Jalen Petrie gets them an interception in the first half. They drive down, get it down, goal to go. And Mills tries to squeeze the ball into Brandon Cooks, gets batted up in the air, gets picked off. And then the obviously the interception that set up the winning field goal was terrible. Um, the Texans got two turnovers today from Jalen Petrie. And they turned it into zero points, zero points off of those two turnovers. This is not a team, John, that can afford to come away with zero points off of opposing turnovers. By the way, turnovers, it set you up a pretty good field position. It's not like they intercepted these balls in the shadows of their own goalposts. That second Petrie interception put them first and 10 at the Chicago 39 yard line with the score tied at 20. And they wind up, as you pointed out earlier, they wind up punting from the 48 yard line because they go backwards. They get sacked and then a five yard negative five yard play to Farrell Brown. Davis Mills doesn't look anything like the quarterback that we saw the last five games of last year. And this is going to turn into a season very quickly where Texan fans are just going to be rooting against the team so they can get in position to get a quarterback. Because this draft, unlike last year's draft, actually has a couple of guys.
2: I think they're already doing it. And, uh, and with good reason, my last one, do we get, do I get another one? Yep. You do. You sure do. Pat Hamilton, Pat Hamilton is the play caller for the first time. And he was fired midway through his last season as a play caller in NFL 2015 in Indianapolis. Uh, he coached Mills last year. He didn't call the plays, but he coached him and he's coached him this year for the most part. But I just, uh, since Mills is not the same, Hamilton has got to accept some blame. And right now, that twosome has been very, very unimpressive.
1: What did you think of the play calling on all these third and ones? They were, John, they had four third and ones. They were 0 for 4 on third and one today. 0 for 4 on third and one. And three of them, they passed the football. Uh, of course, the one-third and one they had that they ran the football was the one down near the goal line that Damian Pierce got stuffed in the backfield for minus two yards. But what did you think of the play calling in short-yardage situations today?
2: When they handed the ball to Pierce, I had no problem, but they got stuffed. And But uh, when they threw that ball to Burkhead and they didn't have Pierce in the end, I thought that was terrible. People need to know pat Hamilton determines who's playing now lovey smith can overrule him i'm pretty sure after that first game when when uh burkhead got the ball 19 times as runner receiver lovey probably said okay let's get it more to uh pierce but right now i just can't i just i don't understand the fascination with with uh Burkhead. I just don't. Somebody said, I think it was John Lopez said, Casario must be making them. I said, nah, that's not what happens. He's not doing it. That's Pep doing it, and it's not working.
1: Yeah, no, not at all. Not even one bit. All right, John, my last stock down. I'm going to go Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks was invisible for most of the day today. He was targeted seven times. He only had two catches. He had the 17-yard catch early in the game that I thought was a nice catch where he kind of bodied up and caught it in the middle of the field. And then he was silent for the rest of the day until he caught a little five yard pass towards the end of the game. And unfortunately for the second week in a row, I thought there was a play he should have made as the lead receiver on this team. Yes. It would have set middle. that would have set the Texans up with, uh, on the front porch for a potential score. And the ball went right through his hands. And I think the disturbing part of that is there was a guy bearing down on him. It looked like he kind of alligator armed it a little bit. He took a hit anyways on that play, you know, um, but we know that in the Denver game last week, he, he should have caught that ball down near the goal line. That would have been in all likelihood a touchdown. At the very least, it would have put them on the one-yard line. Um, and then today, look, man, you're, you're getting paid a lot of money. They traded a second-round pick for you. You get hailed as this locker room leader for a lot of reasons. One of them is you're one of the few playmakers on this team, and you got a young quarterback who's trying to make his way in the league here. You got to make plays like that, man. If the ball's hitting your hands and you're Brandon Cooks, you got to come down with the football. And this is two weeks in a row that have been crucial, pivotal plays. And I say that because I feel like John, with this offense, any opportunity to get a chunk play or a scoring play is a crucial, critical play because they just don't get in position to do it enough. They had, I, they had they they went three and out on their first drive, and um, Andrew Catalan said, "Well." That's the eighth time in 26 drives this season for the Texans. They've gone three and out. I'm like, oh my God. A th- basically a third of the time they go three and out. That's ridiculous. But Brandon Cooks, I say all this to say Brandon Cooks is my other stock down.
2: Tell you something I'd like to see, Sean. What's and that? they're not utilizing Nico Collins. Collins mm-hmm. had had two catches, but he averaged 20 yards per catch. up let's say not of course, more. I'm trying. I know he had two catches and he had good yardage and I'd like to see them get the ball to him more. But right now it looks like when Mills is looking down the field, guys are covered. So he's checking, going to the check down, which is a waste. And I guess they're afraid of interceptions. I know, uh lovey smith and pep hamilton told him don't be afraid to check it down well the problem is you're checking it down to rex bleep and burkhead and he's not going to do anything with
1: it yep no doubt john it's funny um you know it's it's weird because i i think we all know where the texans are right now and i think you're right i think there's there were a lot of people rooting for them to lose games last year so they could get a quarterback i think people quickly found out like okay maybe there aren't great quarterbacks in this class this class does have really good quarterbacks, led by Bryce Young of Alabama and C.J. Stroud of Ohio State. I know the Bears won the game today. Um, they're two and one now on the season. The Bears somehow with Justin Fields as their quarterback, they're two and one. I would feel better as a Texan fan right now than I would as a Bears fan, <laughs> which sounds weird to say, but the Texans kind of know the deal, and I think they're they're going to be much more willing to punt on Davis Mills than the Bears are going to be because of what they've got invested in Justin Fields. If I'm I'm a Bears fan, I'm a little nervous right now. Like, okay, this guy's never going to be the guy. But we traded a first-round pick to move up to 11 to get him. And this team might ride with him for not just this year, but maybe another year after this. And I don't know that he's ever going to be good.
2: Did the Bears' current regime draft him last year, or do they have a new
1: GM going? They have a new GM, Ryan Poles, from uh, Kansas City.
2: Well, Ryan Pauls didn't draft him, and neither did Matt Eberflus, And you know, based on what they're seeing right now. Yeah. They're not impressed, but what an embarrassment for the organization would it be if they were back in the market for another quarterback? They're going to fool around, win too many games. But it's amazing when you can't take advantage of a performance like Phil's made as a passer. And what I don't understand about the run defense, it's been terrible three years in a row. You've changed coaches. You've had. Two of the best defensive coordinators ever, Romeo Cornell and Lovey Smith. They've changed coaches, they've changed players, and they're still pathetic.
1: And, John, the offensive line, too. Like, the offensive line – and the offensive line was better today protecting Mills. Mills only got sacked that one time, and I think Troy Hairston was a big part of that. He, you know, for trying to pick up a blitz, he did a horrible job. One of the two guys that got to Mills was his responsibility – so the offensive line is is pass protecting better, but they weren't okay in pass protection last year. John, they still didn't run the football today. I know Damian Pierce had 20 carries for 80 yards, but they still averaged as a team 3.8 yards per carry against one of the worst run defenses in football.
2: Well, that's because they let they let Burkhead carry it. And, and if they had stuck, say they'd given Mills, if they'd given him five more carries, that would have been for another twenty yards. Pierce, you're saying, yeah. Yeah, Pierce, I'm sorry. And uh, they're not running it enough. Yeah.